Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. I'd like to say Joanna Fortune joins us once again for our parenting slot afternoon. Good Joanna. afternoon. Uh, now, uh, the first question is this. I'm writing about an ongoing issue at home for the past few years. It might not seem like a big issue, but I think it has a big effect on our family. I'm married five years now uh, to my wife and we have two beautiful sons together, an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. I also have a 15-year-old son from a previous relationship. My 15-year-old son stays with us at least one night uh, at, uh, at the weekend. He was only four when his mother and I separated. He has uh, at least uh, always stayed with me. One. We have such a strong bond. My eldest gets on very well with my two younger boys. Unfortunately, my wife and my eldest son have virtually no relationship at all. My son seems to be walking on eggshells when he's with us and it really bothers me. He is totally different when he's with his own mother. He's withdrawn when he's with us and chatting when he's with his mam. I've asked my wife on a few occasions to try and engage in conversation and show a little bit of interest in him, but to no avail. My wife has a dislike for my ex and she seems to me to become a different person when my son is staying with us. She can become very cold towards me. She often makes remarks that I should remember I have two other children and not just my eldest son. I try to do some nice things with my eldest as I only see him two days a week and I see my younger lads every day of the week. I understand it is hard for her. But I wish there was some way that the situation could be improved to make everyone happier. Maybe I should just accept this is how it is and try to get everyone happy. I mean... Mm. Look, this opens with it might not seem like a big issue and I wonder is that part of the problem? This is a big issue and trying to convince yourself it isn't a big issue is probably part of the problem here. You know, it ends, it starts with that and it ends with, you know, maybe there's a way the situation could be improved. Mm. That's not going to happen without action. Yeah. You know, it's not going to magically get better. And, you know, it isn't OK to just accept it how it is and keep everyone happy because actually nobody's happy. Yeah. This isn't working. Mm. So I really think this is about taking a step back. I'm just trying to do the maths as you were reading there that this woman has been in your 15 year old son's life since he was about five or six, maybe yeah, longer, yeah. but certainly that long. And I'm wondering when you say, you know, they don't have a relationship for the last few years. Excuse me, did they have a relationship when he was little? Has that changed since the other two children came along? Was it once okay or has it been like this from the beginning? Because it is okay for your wife to not get on with your ex-partner and whatever that's about. But your 15-year-old son is not your partner. He is of that relationship, but he's your son. Mm. And you did form this relationship with your wife when you were already father to this child. So it's not like, oh, surprise, I have a child as well. So there was knowledge of this. I really think that, you know, when you say in this letter, you know, it's really bothering you immediately in my head, I went, how do you imagine it is for him? Yes. You know, (laughs) I'm sure it is bothering you. And I don't mean that in a dismissive way, but how do you imagine it is for your 15 year old son every single week to come into your home, which should be an extension of his home. You yeah, know, it is yeah. his home as well. And he's walking on eggshells and he's uncomfortable and he's feeling this animosity. So it is not your 15 year old son's responsibility to mend this relationship. It is very much the onus is on the adults in this situation. Yeah. So I think, you know, when you say 
Your wife can be very cold towards you. She's a different person when your son is there. That This is worth exploring. And I mean for you and she to explore together. Uh, if you can have a conversation at home or wherever is suitable to have that, great. If not, that you might consider taking that to a couple's counsellor, to somewhere you can, a relationship therapist where you can really work that through because there's a lot of anger and resentment evident in that piece there. Mm. And, you know, Sean, we, we're getting a part of a story here as always. She may well have a reason she's feeling that way yeah, and have lots yeah. of narrative around that. But I think it needs to be explored. There's also something here for me that, you know, she's telling you, remember, you have two other children. You try to do nice things with your eldest because you only see him two days a week. I'm wondering, you know, do you all do activities together at any stage? You yeah, know, it's yeah. of course, you know, he's 15. He's a lot older than the others. So it would stand to reason that you're going to do different things with him. And it's really nice, you know, especially with a teenager to have that one-to-one time with their parent. But I also feel, and it doesn't have to be about money or expense, that maybe having a family movie night, popcorn together, just watching a film, doing board games, getting outside for a walk in the forest, whatever it is for you that you do something together and you begin to take action that is about repairing this relationship, that is about strengthening and enhancing the relationship. (coughs) But I really don't see that this is on your son but this is a really big problem for your son and therefore for your family. Because mm. he's like, he was four when they separated. So he probably doesn't have a very, if any memory at all of his parents separating. So it's it's not like this is the woman who stole uh, daddy. Uh, or, or even if there is some crossover there with relationships. He was a very young child when the relationship with his mom broke down. He has had a very long time in a co-parenting, blended family situation. And this, and I don't say blended family, Sean, thinking it's easy. It absolutely is not. It takes work and it takes work by all of the adults involved to make that blended unit work. Mm. This isn't working. So maybe it's about, I mean, he's 15. Like, it's worth doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Right. uh, Next question is this. After a short mental health wobble last year, I was diagnosed with complex PTSD. I sought help, did a lot of research into it as I hadn't heard of it before. And now I have the right therapist to work with in the year ahead. One of the reasons I want to work all this out is to be a steady mother to my seven year old. We have a great relationship, lots of play, lots of silliness, and we chat all the time. The opposite of how I was raised. But I've noticed something that is worrying me. And I don't know whether she's always done this or I'm just noticing it now because of my therapy. I'll ask if she wants to go on a bike ride or eat a healthy snack. And she'll say yes straight away without thinking. When I ask if she's sure she wants to, she'll reply, I will if you want me to or I will if it will make you happy. This really knocked me. I don't want that responsibility on her shoulders and I'm horrified she feels she has to do things to make me happy. I've told her she shouldn't be worried about me being happy. I've tried your I wonder technique, <laughs> but she didn't get what I was talking about. I think kids are onto that now because yeah, they, they listen may, to this they may listen, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, She didn't get what I was talking about. She's generally quite a sensitive and happy child. She's the first to hug anyone who cries and shares her toys and treats freely. Am I looking too much into this or how do I tackle this if it really is a bigger issue? You know, take it as it is. Don't worry about it being a bigger issue. Like, first of all, I'm so glad that this parent is being appropriately supported. And I just, you know, when you're reading that, the commitment to a playful, connected relationship with your daughter just really jumps out at me. You know, you play, you chat, you're silly. You're making very conscious efforts to be a different parent than how you experienced being parented. And that is not easy. 
You know, it's one yeah. thing to think it and wish it and intend it. To do it is something else. So that's really well done and keep doing that and trust in what you're doing there, that that is working. And it just really strikes me, Sean, you know, our children really want us to be healthy and happy in the same way as parents, we say that about our children all the time, of don't course, we? Yeah. Just want them to be healthy and happy. Our children will say the same about us. And you have had a really difficult year. I imagine with a diagnosis like complex PTSD, there has been a difficult history here. And it maybe spiked last year and you're you're addressing it now. But also your child is aware that you've had a really difficult year. So there's something mm. for me about ad- acknowledging that and saying, you know, last year was really tough. I had some really big challenges last year, but I'm doing really well and I have found my way back to feeling healthy and happy and well. And you know what? When I'm with you, I'm feeling happy when we do things together, whatever it is, even just hanging around the house or making toast together. I'm happy. And I think if you sometimes our children, they need us to say the thing. Mm. Even if it's felt, they still need it stated. And I, I think you have a very wise, sensitive, loving and loved. And that's really important. Mm. Little girl here. So, yeah, for sure. Tell her she is not responsible for your feelings because children are never responsible for adult feelings. We touched off that in the question just there about a teenager not being responsible for animosity between adults. Acknowledge the last year you had that was hard because if it was hard for you and it absolutely was it was hard for her too. And she would have noticed, yeah. of course, yes. And our children, especially the sensitive, wise, attuned ones, they soak up all of that emotional resonance and they can make meaning of it. All of our children pick up on what's going on, but they can really ruminate and go, I just want you happy. I just want you happy. Yeah, I just, it's yeah. so important to her. So I think you can really emphasise that the happiness is within your relationship with her. You don't have to do things to be happy. And I'm going to suggest that instead of saying, will we go for a bike ride, that you put a small choice in place. Do you want to go for a bike ride or to the swings in the park? Yes, right. And she can choose which, Mm. but you're presenting two options. And she's like, I don't mind. You choose. Say, no, no, it's your choice. I'm happy to do either of those things, but you get to choose. And gradually, in that gentle, playful way, encourage her to express desire within those boundaries that she's making the choice. And then over time, you can maybe add in a third choice. I wouldn't actually in general add in more than A, B or C for any kids. But they uh, will be things now that you are happy to do, by the way. Don't put anything in there that you're not happy to do. Um, But I think if you do that and you are communicating to her that you trust the choice that she's going to make, Mm. you're going to do repair with this. So give it time, but you're on the right track with it. Yeah. Okay. Just in general, though, I Mm. mean, and and obviously complex PTSD is a whole, you know, uh, a whole different thing, really. But for kids to see their parents upset, Mm. and I suppose parents more have an instinctive, no, I'm fine, everything's good, you know. In general terms, is it... I would have thought it's kind of healthy for kids to know that mommy oh, and daddy can get upset. Absolutely. I think, you know, you know, feeling upset in an upsetting situation is a congruent expression of emotion. Feeling fine in an upsetting situation is what they distrust yeah. because that doesn't make sense. Mm. So it is okay for our children to see us distressed, unhappy, sad, happy, and the range of emotion, so long as we've context for it. Yes. You know, so long as we can say, yes, this thing happened and I'm feeling sad, I'm crying because I'm sad. We're modelling very healthy emotional expression with and for them. We don't want them to see us crying all the time or to feel like, oh, my goodness, there's something else going on or to be feeling something that 
doesn't have context to it. So we're not giving them pull up a chair, seven year old, and I tell you the ins and outs of my feelings. Mm. But we are acknowledging that we have a range of feelings and it's okay to feel sad. It's healthy to feel sad. Yeah. I made a query for my very sociable, bubbly 18-month-old. She's great with people, uh, never made strange when meeting extended uh, family or some of our friends. She instantly plays with other kids. The dream, some would say. But the other day in the shopping centre, we were having lunch and she came out of her high chair. She started walking around the restaurant and in the time it took me to look down to move my chair back to get her, she'd gone up to a table, climbed into a strange woman's lap and was trying to engage with her with the biggest little smile and pointing at the lady's food. I was so embarrassed that she did it and rushed over to bring her back over. The woman was very kind and found it all very funny, but but I now cannot stop thinking about how easily she went into a stranger's lap. I guess to her all new people are friends, as that's always been the case in her life. But how do I start teaching her not to go to strangers like this and stranger danger in general? Such a good question. I really relate to this because I had have one like this who loves the world with a very full heart. Mm. And there's a big part of us that you don't want to take that away and instill fear or caution because it's lovely to have a child who is so open and loving. But of course, we need boundaries and limits. And that's really where you're at. And all of that said, you can't really do that with an 18 month old. You know, you're not going to be able to say, oh, that, you know, we don't do that with strangers or we we're not going to. So what you're going to do is keep redirecting. You want eyes in the back side and every which way of your head to be, (laughs) uh, you know, half a step behind them at all times. The one thing that I would say from a professional point of view, but also having been the parent of a child who loves liberally and wildly like this, you really are dependent on other adults doing the right thing. Yes. And actually, it has really changed my own view, because I think when a small child like this, a bubbly little 18 month old toddles over to you and they want your food, your instinct is pick that child up, play with them, engage with them. But that's not appropriate. You are a stranger. Yes, you are. It's true. Yeah, I, I know somebody who, who wishes they had some sort of licensing system in Ireland where you could like you have they gave I'm you a, a badge. Yeah, and they're like I'm a yeah. qualified mom. You know, I can it take is. your crying baby for two it minutes. It is, and I think you know we are. I'm not for one minute, by the way, saying as an adult with an 18 month that you go go away. I'm yeah. a stranger. <laughs> this isn't safe for you. But that we're conscious that we don't cross that boundary ourselves. It is, of course, appropriate that you would turn, you would smile at that child, you would say hello and immediately say, where's mommy or daddy? Yeah, yeah, and of course. And that yeah. you, you are even in naming that to a small child, you're reminding them they should be with their safe, trusted parent. Where's mommy and daddy? That we don't over respond to the situation because that 18 month old doesn't get it, but we get it. We adults do get it. So I think it is about that fine line and it's maybe finer than it needs to be where we don't want to be cold. We don't want to be detached because that would be so inhuman as a response. But we do want to model boundaries because that's helpful to that child's parent. Mm. As this child is growing up quickly and fast, like by the time, you know, 18 months is so young, but you're going to begin the conversation young, very young with this child and keep it growing up about, you know, um, safety network, things like that. She's not going to understand that at 18 months, but you'll begin it. I did it in a very visual way, drawing out circles of who's in the inside circle, who's in the outside circle, um, you know, literally with photos and blue tack, the people we know where and putting them all out and helping in a playful way a, a child to select. These people are in my inner circle. Mm. Other people I don't know just from magazines and that, those people. 
they're in the outer world and recognising that there is a safety network, an inner circle and an outer. But you're talking about when they're preschool and junior infants before you're really making headway with that. So I think it's really about you're going to parent with your eyes wide open here. And I'm just using this to really call out to other adults. Tempting as it is to pick up adorable toddlers if they're not yours. Just smile, be friendly and redirect them to their parents. And they move so quick. especially when they're so quick. Especially when there's food. Like, (laughs) I I forget which one it was like. It was in a restaurant with one of them and like one of the other ones distracted me. And then, and and the other one kind of, I looked around and, you know, then he Blink of an eye. Blink of an eye was standing beside the table. I thought, God, you'd have got down off your seat. And then only after a few minutes, I realised, you're eating a sausage. (laughs) I didn't get you a sausage. (laughs) It's exactly, but even like this parent says, you know, in the time it takes you to turn yourself from the table, they're gone, they're in someone's lap and they're eating off their plate. It can be that quick. And, you know, I do think, you know, the the larger side of this is you've got a child who is social, engaged, Mm. curious about other people, curious about the world. And that's lovely. So you really don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, there's something wrong with her. Not at all. It's really about just gradually and in an age appropriate way as she gets older, putting those boundaries and limits about safety in place. Yeah. And they'll always be able to find food, which is an important skill for the future too, I would have thought. Joanna, (laughs) thanks a million as uh, as ever. Joanna Fortune there. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.